1: Welcome to Guys We Fucked. Guys We Guys Fucked. Guys We Fucked. I'm Christina. I'm Corinne. We're sorry, sorry about, about last, last night. night. The anti-slut shaming podcast. <laughs> I never stop.
0: Hey, fuckers. How you doing? Welcome to another episode of Guys We Fucked. It's the anti-slut shaming podcast. I'm Corinne. I'm Christina. We're in an Airbnb. If it's a little echoey. There's a marble table. Not to brag. This week in the news, uh, I stumbled across an article. It was on Vice. They they have a video piece about it. How the men's rights uh, movements are growing rapidly in India. Oh well, thank God. Yeah. I mean, hey, I was Corinne, worried. Corinne, men need <laughs> have rights too. Okay. And they were given those rights and really not challenged on those rights for most of their life. So yeah. You know. Um and it's really interesting uh, one of the things I found interesting in this piece was how they spark a men's rights movement is to find men who have been falsely accused of sexual assault mm-hmm. and uh, band them all together convince them that they are victims of something which you know they are people get falsely accused of shit sure not very often but it happens in any crime and and convince them yeah like OJ them. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and you got to convince all the oj's <laughs> that shit isn't going right for you right. and you're being vulnerable and and feminism is now uh can only rise if men's rights go down and it's like mm, no hmm. but you know india obviously that country has a lot of different uh traditions than in america the dowry is something that is particularly um uh, damaging physically for women and emotionally, I can imagine. Yeah. Um, it's where the family of the bride makes payments to the family of the groom. Um, and every year, a thousand, uh, thousands of women are abused or murdered um, and uh, over this. Uh, and so, yeah, you know, I mean, the women don't want to get, like, murdered. And they want, you know, to, mm. to know that if anybody's going to commit these horrible crimes, uh, that there will be
1: consequences. So...
0: Or so, like, like a next pig.
1: Time. Yeah, dowry is so. I mean, like, that's like a Cinderella Grimm's yeah. fairy tale, yeah. nonsensical. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Guys. And if you're having problems with your dowry, uh-huh. you can sign up for Talkspace. Ooh. That's right, guys. Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company that lets you message a licensed therapist from anywhere at any time. Can't imagine fitting another appointment into your life? Well, with Talkspace, therapy is as easy as sending your therapist a message. Thank God. No commutes, no leaving the office, and no judgments. To match with a perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of Traditional therapy go to Mm Talkspace.com slash GWF and Use the code GWF to get $45 off your first month and Show support for this show Again that's code GWF and You're going to go to Talkspace.com slash GWF Uh, Come see us live
0: if you are In the Southern California Area You have to come see us tonight or tomorrow or Sunday. We're going to be at the Irvine Improv uh, bringing the Bridget Bishop tour to you. This is our last Southern California area date for the Bridget Bishop tour ever in your life. This is the last opportunities you have to see some fine ass comedy, guys. Yes So come
1: Absolutely And uh, next Friday uh, Which is July 27th Is the last ever Nacho Bitches At New York Comedy Club I would say Buy a ticket But that shit Sold out like a week ago So sorry about that Uh, In the meantime You can always hear me On uh, my other podcast Which is Two Less Lonely Girls I co-host that With Rosebud Baker Comes out every Monday It's 30 minutes uh, And it's about Justin Bieber And the larger monster That is Celebrity Give it a chance i think even if you don't like justin Bieber, you'll like it uh and then philadelphia pennsylvania we are coming for you uh august 2nd through the 4th to helium please let's sell these out you guys have been begging us to come to philly for a long time you gotta rep christina hutchinson up in the philly area and i gotta ask all my
0: middle school teachers if they want to come and then watch and watch me do very inappropriate like, things with a microphone. Throw it up. Hey, it's cool when you get paid to do dick jokes, and you have the opportunity. Or a hashtag blessed to be able to do it in front of
1: your Oh teachers. My God, you're a stronger woman than me. Thank
0: you. I... Washington, D.C., August 9th through the 11th, Bridget Bishop tour is going to be at the DC Improv. Dallas, Texas, August 23rd through the 25th, we will be at the Addison Improv. Go to Sorry About Last Night comedy.com slash tours for all of our other dates. This is a very important date. Yeah. Holy shit. Saturday, August 18th, Corinne Fisher, and, and myself and a group of Extremely devoted talented Diligent fuckers mm-hmm. uh, Are putting on the very First ever guys we Fest yeah it is a day mm-hmm. of, it's, a, them, it's a day Of tell them Corinne it's
1: A day of charity And coming together and Getting off our phones and actually doing Something more active than retweeting Something that someone else wrote That's not going to help anybody so In the daytime there's two sections You can buy either a pass for the day you can buy a pass for the night or you can buy a combo pass Uh, and in the in the daytime it's like basically like a Lollapalooza for charities you can sign up for local organizations you can donate you can uh, sign up for like a day a month where you're going to volunteer And then at nighttime, we are having a wonderful comedy and music show. Everything is uh, going to benefit new alternatives for LGBTQ plus youth and the Reproductive Health Access Project. Uh, This is the first time we're trying something like this. uh, And there's going to be lots of celebrities there. We're working on some really cool people. But one of the things that you can absolutely experience is Vicky DeVille, who was a guest on uh, Guys We Fucked previously, is going to do a drag Makeup booth Where she's gonna Drag uh, Part of you Not the whole thing Because that would take Like hours for every person But her and some other queens Are gonna come and they'll drag your eyes There'll be some wigs You can take photos And then you could say Yes queen without me Rolling my eyes at you. Exactly If you got drag makeup on You can say yes you can queen You could say yes queen We're gonna give you That opportunity will give you that So make sure to head To dot Comedy.com Slash guys we fest There you can buy tickets You can make a donation If you're not able to make it Or you can buy merchandise Which is a very um, Important way for us To raise money Because obviously we have to raise money to kind of like pay for the venue and pay some of the talent, even though it is for charity. You know, we're not making people do shit just completely for free. And so we had uh, a wonderful fucker named Danielle Hernandez design some really great t-shirts for Guys We Fest. You can buy them on our bonfire campaign. There's only a couple days left to purchase those. And again, all those proceeds help to make this possible. So if you can't make it in person, that's a really, really great way to support Guys We Fest. And to let people know that you're a fucking proud fucker Without it saying like fuck all over it so yeah, You can it wear it to say, work it, it doesn't say fuck Because so you can
0: wear that shit to yeah. work And then people are like what's that and you'd be like <laughs> Do you really
1: want to know Yes
0: <laughs> And after you go to Guys We Fest And you spend all day and all night there You gotta come home and plop your booty On a Casper mattress Casper is a sleep brand that continues to revolutionize Its line of products to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience one night at a time. With three mattress models, the original Casper, the Wave, the Essential, These sound like vibrators, Casper mattresses are perfectly designed to soothe and cradle your natural geometry. Still sounds like a vibrator. Not to mention the breathable design helps you sleep cool and regulates your body temperature throughout the night. And it's delivered right to your door in a small, how do that do that sized box with free shipping and returns in the US and Canada. But the best part is that you can be sure of your purchase with Casper's Hundred Night Risk-Free Sleep On It Trial. After all, you spend one third of your life sleeping, you sleepy bitches. So, you should be comfortable during that one-third of your life. I fucking love my Casper mattress. Karen and I both have one. Alfred even has one. Um, The Casper mattress has been with me through thick and thin. And I got to say, a lot of crying, scream crying, a lot of sex on that Casper mattress, a lot of sleeping, a lot of lying in bed awake at 3 a.m., staring at the wall, wondering where my life is going. But I've been comfortable the whole time
1: any periods blood stains oh hell yeah another girl's
0: <laughs> another girl's jizz is on my Casper mattress oh, that's right that's right um, this is like the fucking
1: week we got it I mean,
0: wow damn it
1: I know that is irritating <laughs> bitch
0: don't jizz on my Casper <laughs> get $50 towards a, a select mattresses by visiting Casper with casperwithac.com slash GWF and using GWF at checkout that's casper.com offer code GWF for $50 off your mattress purchase terms and conditions apply
1: Support for today's show Also comes from (gasps) Ben and Jerry's Holy shit They're back I'm horny As a brand Ben and Jerry's Is known for creating Quirky and unique Flavor combinations Just like me complete with delicious chunks and swirls throughout. <laughs> oh, not like me. I know well it's funny because chunks, I mean the only chunks time and swirls chunks is what works, I did in the sink last night. The chunks is uh the only time it works is with chocolate uh yeah. to be appetizing. Uh it's an indulgent experience <gasps> and it is meant to be. But uh, now thank with the new Muforia flavors, digging into a bowl of your favorite treat is even sweeter because at 140 to 160 calories per serving and less fat than regular ice cream, Muforia is the lightest way to enjoy all the euphoria of Ben and Jerry's.
0: Oh, Corinne.
1: I mean, I didn't write that. Yeah, uh, It tastes so much better Shut than up. the other healthier, they put it in quotes to be real county. or... <laughs> (laughs) Better for you Frozen (laughs) desserts And it comes in Three amazing flavors Including Chocolate milk and cookies Which is made up Of chocolate and vanilla Swirls with chocolate Chip cookies That's Santa's favorite Caramel cookie fix Which features Vanilla and salted Caramel swirls With shortbread cookies And PB dough Complete with gobs Of chocolate chip Peanut butter Guys Ben and Jerry's Sources organic Milk and cream that's pretty cool. Uh. So give them a try. To eat this stuff, you're going to go to store.benjerry.com and have new Muforia light ice cream delivered to you because you're already saving so many calories, you don't want to burn any more. You might tip over.
0: <laughs> I was going to make a joke about having a great three-way with Ben and Jerry, but I think one of them passed. Oh, did they? Yeah, I think so.
1: Oh, maybe they rest in peace. They've done more for the world than most people. Oh, yeah,
0: and they've, they've improved relationships Um, uh, you know, yeah, they're great. (laughs) Insightful. (laughs) I used, I just, I used to eat Ben and Jerry's like almost every week uh, in high school. Oh, I would eat like
1: a pint a day in college, and I weighed like 113 pounds. It was amazing.
0: Stop bragging, you (laughs) skinny
1: bitch. It was fun. All right, I'm gonna read this one verbatim.
0: yeah they really They threatened you On this yeah, copy you are like Christina I will slit Your fucking <laughs> Lola is a female Founded company Offering a line Of organic cotton Tampons pads And liners They now offer Sex products too Lola makes your month A little bit easier Their subscription Is fully customizable Choose your mix Of products Absorbency And frequency of delivery. It's so hard to add a lip. Change, skip, or cancel at any time. Lola is known for its line of organic cotton period products, but they also offer sex products made with women in mind and specifically uh, uh, formulated to help maintain vaginal pH. The Sex by Lola line is available for a one-off purchase or you can add it to your subscription so everything is conveniently delivered on your schedule. Sex by Lola products are gynecologist approved to maintain a healthy pH balance. They guarantee peace of mind knowing what is going in and out uh, on your and your partner's body. Lola also now offers cleansing wipes. They are biodegradable, all natural and safe to use anywhere on the body. Gotta say... This is my new favor of all the products that they have. The pussy wipes. Sorry. Cleansing wipes. <laughs> um, I wish I had some last night.
1: Oh, I used one last night. I oh, wiped. bitch. You, oh, I should have asked you I for wiped. One. Well, you were, you were busy. Yeah, I we're I did that I, later. <laughs> I wiped my chest and then I wiped my pussy. Oh. Because, you know, you get those those summer bra drips and you oh, get a yeah. lot of zits in between those titties. Yeah. It's just like a happy
0: trail. It's sad. Uh, <laughs> for 40% off all subscriptions, visit MyLola.com and enter GWF four zero when you subscribe that's my lola dot <laughs> com. i thought i was gonna fuck it up <laughs> promo code gwf 40 for 40 percent off
1: oh my god you okay yeah no i'm good oh okay are you gonna were you gonna say something or yeah i had sex
0: <laughs> i was <just> very happy
1: <laughs> but you're acting like it was the like you hadn't had sex that's how it felt oh. on the inside of my brain hole you are you are i know you it's go exhausting. Like, you go like a couple weeks and then you act like you've never been fucked before i know christina was to, the
0: point, to the point well i did lose i lost my pool sex virginity you did
1: and, and, corinne, so did and corinne lost her time swimming in the airbnb <laughs> pool <laughs>
0: No one jizzed in it though
1: That's I Okay
0: can't. Okay <laughs> Really Oh my god Chlorine is so People piss in pools all the time I guarantee you So many people have Oh your pee I'm comfortable with That's wait, fine Wait 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 I don't I didn't Jizz I didn't jizz I did Forget Okay So this yeah, guy like uh, your, I forgot Alright This is gross Alright right, all Alright 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 It stops in water So actually No I didn't But this is what I did do Listen up Boys and girls Female Van Wilder is here. Oh, God. Uh, This guy that I used to fuck when I was much younger. Oh, boy. For a while. I saw him again for the first time. We had a a party. And he (laughs) came. And he came. I came. He came. Uh, And we started making out. And then, well, we went in the pool and then we started making out. And then he was going to put his
1: peen in my (laughs) My vagina, and I was gonna make up another word, but I don't feel like it right now. I, this, this is—I love that we have re- like written a book on sex, and this
0: is the oh, way we're I know. describing. Well, it. It's you know what? It's because I've paid too much attention to this topic. I've read too much about it. I've written too much about it. I'm yeah. just like you put the pee in the wee wee hole. Right. I, I, I don't want to use the terms. We're I can't. We're regressing now. I like oh, yeah. it. I like. It. I don't mind it at all. It's freeing. <laughs> so speaking of freeing, so I'm with you know this guy. The party dies down, and we're both in the pool. We're the only ones in the pool. Because I'm considerate And um, <laughs> It was and, a it
1: was, Side note It was a Jimmy Buffett Margaritaville Themed oh, party Oh yeah Corinne
0: and I Last minute were like We should have a party And then we raided A party city mm-hmm. With all the Jimmy Buffett Things I blew up a Jimmy Buffett Margaritaville cooler For the beer That's still out on the porch There's a lot of beer
1: Yeah Not as many people came As we had envisioned It was
0: Yeah it was really we, we kept going Oh god I hope Not too many people come
1: <laughs> Yeah we were really On our high horses
0: <laughs> Oh the high tallest yeah. horse and then okay so so I'm with this guy in the pool and then we're swimming and then we start making out and then we start getting naked and then he goes to put his penis in me and and then I realize oh yeah I have a tampon in mm-hmm. so I go so wait one second I, no, I was actually pretty not i wasn't wasted at all but i was drunk yeah you were say. drunk you don't get drunk that much no it's been a while and You're usually uh, high <laughs> yeah i'm always high um and uh, and so i'm like wait once i was drunk and high at this point oh and making out with this guy that yeah. like i used to make out with and adored when i was younger it just it was just so many fun things happening yeah and then i was like oh, damn it my period and i was like just and i looked at him and i was like wait one second and i t- this is terrible. And this is why you should go in the pool, actually, now I'm oh, thinking no. about it. I go and I take my tampon out and I just throw it. Oh. I just threw it. Like it, sensually or was? No, nope. Like a cowboy, <laughs> like a clumsy Marlboro cowboy. Did he know what you were doing? I think he did, now that I think about it. Yeah, uh, I mean, he's an adult. And he, but he has a good sense of humor, but I'm like, Christina, you foul. What? Mm-hmm. Your mother didn't raise you like that. <laughs> I didn't even raise me like that. And, uh, but I did it because I was so excited to get it in. Right. I was like, get this cotton out of me. Right. And, uh, and then we did it in a pool. Mm-hmm. And it was fun. We Only for a little bit. But uh, it was just, oh, to have a guy, a man, he's a lot older than me, push you up against a pool wall and just make out with you and put his penis in you in a pool is just great. It's great. And then he accidentally, well, he, I don't, well, accidentally allegedly, it was an accident. Walked into Corinne's room. Oh yeah, no, that was
1: an accident That was an accident no, Yeah, he, I, he looked kidding. completely disoriented I
0: know <laughs> and, Yeah, and I woke up And the guy was like I think I walked into Corinne's room And she saw my dick
1: Yeah, fully naked He <laughs> walked into my room And I'm just like And he's known you for a while Yeah, I mean. yeah, no, I like uh, We're all family I was just I was less phased than I should be By a <laughs> naked man Who's not supposed to be in my room Walking in I go I was just like Oh, Christina's room's down the hall That's you got the wrong one I'm the other one So <laughs> I'm so used to saying I'm the other one. So it didn't even feel I was just like to the point where just like the wrong person's walking in to fuck me. Oh, I'm sometimes like, oh, people I'm, call me Corinne and I don't even care. Yeah, I'm, I'm, just, like, correct oh, him. I'm I just like, OK, hi. I just say, oh, I'm the other one. <laughs> <laughs> that's I just say that all the time. Do you think that's how Mary-Kate and Ashley Wilson feel? <laughs> you know what? Probably. Honestly, it's probably way worse. Oh, than for yeah. Them I mean, they, they look actually like. look alike. We're, yeah, we're two we're different people. The same. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Two different people. And then, yeah, it was just um, good. And then, oh, God. And then I woke up And then uh, He went to Put his Fingers on my clit And then he, All of a sudden oh. He goes Is that a string? I'm oh. like Oh shit I'm, Oh good for me I put in a tampon before I, was I, a tam-
1: I was like I said I'm proud of you For too. drunkenly Reinserting a tampon Cause like me Great for me I would have just Thrown a towel down And blood on it <laughs> I like to do I like my vagina. I really like to air it out during the night. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. I understand, I understand that. I think that's air. healthy. I,
0: th- I feel like that should be how it is anyway. Yeah. And then, and then I was like, oopsies. And then I came back. I'm like, Oh, my period like went away probably. And then we did it for a little. And then he took his penis out and you would have thought he just murdered a pig. I mean, really it was that much blood. And I was like, Oh no, I'm so sorry. And he's like, I don't care.
1: I'm like, Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. God. Love a man who's people just People over Sona 40 phase. I feel
1: Like are really he's Over 40 yeah oh yeah I think people <laughs> over 40 Are very good at um Handling periods that's What I, I will I, give I, I that. know One who isn't but yeah I well, mean, it from
0: a, the Grapevine I right thought,
1: but, well you Know yeah yeah there is Um I um it's very Interesting because you Know everyone's all like You know millennials are So progressive but as far As Not period really, sex no. I'm gonna Give it to the 40 plus Category Hell yeah you guys 40 plus 40 plus men Straight, plus straight you males bracket you Guys really don't get Enough credit you don't people are not giving you kudos when kudos is deserved so and we're gonna up. we're gonna take a moment right now here india's and- getting all your <laughs> d- <laughs> shithead people together, yeah. like you know the shittiest ones so we just want to take this to time, time on guys life. we fucked this week to salute you men yeah. over 40 for really fucking the shit out of people with fe- period blood i think they no, also no, realize no. that like probably they can fuck much younger um women which hey, is a fetish i'm into it yeah well this guy and i were talking because when
0: i met him i was so young i had just turned 20 and he was like Forty Or something I I don't know exactly How old he was He was mm. so much older than me And he was like Yeah that was kind of like Was that weird I kind of felt like creepy A little I'm like oh I loved Every second of it And then you look him
1: In the face and say Hashtag me too
0: Oh well I said that When he said he <laughs> He accidentally walked Into your room With his dick out I'm like you me too my comedy partner Yeah And then he
1: was like No I'm like oh, You're so chill I was like If that was a me too It was kind of corny <laughs> Oh yeah No it was uh, no, He's it, Yeah mm. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> He's very nice Yeah um, Alright So yes We're in Los Angeles uh, It's been four days I'm ready to leave um, <laughs> I feel really, like I can't handle this town It's uh, not It doesn't That doesn't vibe well with me uh, But anyway uh, The <laughs> The subject of this email is My girlfriend doesn't like to Look At me during sex, Aww. send help. Um, it's but it's a woman writing if that okay. makes it less. I don't know. No, I don't look at guys when I fuck them, it's it, weird. Real. It felt fun. Um, it says, Hey, Corinne and Christina, I don't want to drag on, but I love you guys, and binging your older episodes helps me get my uh me through my work day. You have also made me want to be more sexually explorative. Right. Okay, so here it is. My name is Meg. My girlfriend and I both listen to the show. So, in the case that you read this for the show, please do use my name because that'd be Meg, cool. Meg, Meg, Meg. I feel like we're shaming the poor girlfriend though anyway I'm yeah, a 19 year old pansexual cis female and I have a quote girlfriend she doesn't technically identify as female but still uses the oh. she and her pronouns and she is very androgynous Ooh. so she is 20 and we have been dating for three years and she doesn't like to look at me during sex part of my sexuality is that I'm attracted to masculinity And she prides herself on her masculinity. In fact, one of your previous guests, Crystal, perfectly described what I was feeling. Masculinity is very important to her and one of the biggest turn-ons for me. So my girlfriend and I don't use toys or anything like that because when we were not at school, we both still live in our parents' houses and we never really had a space to hide them and feared for our parents finding them. So the majority of our sex life is going down on each other (laughs) Oh darn she's like What a nightmare <laughs> And uh My I, personal hell <laughs> And I know both of you Hate 69 But I fucking love it Even if one of us Gets distracted And stops for a moment That's how the other person Knows they are doing A good job Yeah you're right Uh I mean it is But I just, just One w- thing at a time Um but anyway When I do go down on her She likes it better When I am under the blanket And she can't see me And I can't <gasps> see her I like this bitch Um <laughs> She's so funny. This is a real Corinne over here. Uh, I she, cover her with a tarp <laughs> and I slit a hole in the tarp, and then I tell her to shut the fuck up as I slowly rub against that one tiny hole in the big blue tarp. Um, she has ADHD and and doesn't take medication. Uh, I know how that is Uh, uh, Not for me But people i have dated uh, And gets easily distracted And sometimes she likes To watch porn on her phone So that her mind Doesn't wander To other things Which I don't mind at all Because in the beginning Of our relationship She was having trouble finishing Because she couldn't focus But I brought up The fact to her The other day That maybe if she was Watching me While I was doing Mm -hmm. it Then she would be able To focus better But she says She doesn't want me To see her face Because she is so vulnerable And she feels emasculated Mm -hmm. I enjoy I enjoy seeing that because I love having the power to make someone crumble with just my tongue. Is this your twin? Uh, We are both uh, control freaks, but she likes to be a figurative top in bed. I say figurative because she's kind of (laughs) lazy. I feel really bad that we're reading this. Me too. And lays on the bottom... And I always end up being submissive on top. I, for one love watching her eat me out because I think it's so hot. And then we switch and I have to go under the blanket and I literally overheat because I'm already sweating. And then I have to get under a fucking comforter. So my question is how do I convince my girlfriend to make eye contact with me while we have sex? Okay. There's so much going on in this email. Uh, I mean, it's hard because we get a lot of emails that are kind of like, how do I make my partner do this? And so there's a flip. Like number one, you have to have a conversation, and you have to be as open uh, with your partner as you are in these emails. I mean, maybe not the lazy part, because uh, that's hurtful. <laughs> yeah, keep that <laughs> uh up. You always say it in another way. Yeah, you can say it another way, but then it's also like you cannot force people to do things and feel the level of comfort with with certain things if they do not feel it. So it's like for you, it's very easy to make eye contact with a partner during sex, but for some people, that is not an easy thing. And I get that. I you know I don't like Making eye contact Pretty much ever uh, During sex I that's will true. do it And I don't I mean I don't want to Like I don't make people Hide under blankets And shit But it's like Everyone yeah, has true. a different thing I am also You know Cisgender uh, I'm like I, You know Presenting and feeling The same on the inside So I think there's probably uh, Layers to that too As you're discovering You know Different levels Of your sexuality Playing with uh, Masculinity And femininity um, And those are things That I haven't experienced So I don't know I've always felt like Very comfortable In my own skin Felt like I was the you know gender that i was born at etc cetera, etc cetera. um so that was never a problem but i mean i think the first step is like maybe just like You know she wants to be Under a blanket or something That's fine for her But you don't have to be Under a blanket Like you can't No one can force you To be under a blanket No one puts baby Under a blanket Yeah I understand One time I tried to fuck um, Frank in a Katy Perry wig um, And it was very hot Until I also started overheating I'm very sensitive I get migraines very easily Due to overheating And so I can only imagine Being under a blanket While I tried to do That kind of thing Yeah it's like you're in a cave Yeah and I think Made of fluff But still So I think it's like This is like this, This as with anything Is baby steps Like you're not gonna go From like One person being Under a blanket To like power Eye fucking the person While you guys Are doing whatever Uh, But you know I think step one Is like have a blanket off Maybe yeah. dim lighting You start with a dim lighting Then you can bring it up A little bit And then you have to work Towards the eye contact Eye contact is very In my vulnerable. opinion One of the most uh, Intense forms of intimacy That exists I agree So she might just be Uncomfortable with the level Of intimacy And it does make her feel Very vulnerable And you cannot force someone To to do that if they're not ready but you can take steps and just have a conversation with her be like you know what I really I I love uh you know making love to you I hate when people wow, say that but Corinne, you just said making love are you <laughs> well, okay you know what because it was girl on girl so it felt a little bit yeah, better it's like nicer and- I've been looking at a lot of Demi Lovato posters lately. So, you know, there was a huge, there's a huge one in, uh, uh, in Los Angeles. Uh, and I think just taking baby steps, but I mean, it should come from a place. I don't think you should say the part where you like to, you like to watch people crumble via your pussy, but maybe like a more intimate thing. Be like, we've been together for three years. I really love you. I want to watch you. This is part of a, uh, an, an intimate relationship that I feel we are missing and I would like to work towards becoming more intimate. I think that's a fine request. Yeah,
0: you can even, you can even water it down even more than that and be like, I think it is so hot when you look at me while my tongue is in between your legs and if you, if you have it in you during the moment and you remember and you feel comfortable, I would love for you to look me in the eye. Um, I am someone who doesn't, I, the sex that I had last night, I woke up and he left and I realized, I didn't look him in the eye once because then I like after I have sex with somebody I think about it like all day and uh, like reviewing it or just just like oh oh, basking in there yeah yeah oh yeah 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 not reviewing it but uh yeah and but I I did realize like oh I didn't look at him I remember one time Steven said to me "Uh, you never look at me when we fuck I actually didn't know that I was doing that Mm -hmm. even though you know I'm there right but I thought about it I'm like yeah you're right and then I started looking at him, and it was way better. But also, it wasn't because I was uncomfortable. I just I didn't even know why I was doing that. So it could be she could be uh, coming yeah, from I, any one of those situations,
1: right? I mean, I don't like I I like if it's unless I it's someone just intimate man. Yeah, well, I mean, I was gonna say unless it's someone I'm in love with, I don't look them right in the eyes during sex because it is too much and it is too intense. Well, if
0: you okay, if you and another person and this is all obviously all consensual, if you look someone in the eye and put a finger up inside them like slowly, that is like the most. Intense,
1: like in their butt, whatever, like a sexual,
0: like you touch their genitals, basically, yeah, like just lightly, like and while you look them in the eye, that's some intense ass shit. Yeah, that's more intense than any porno I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, no, the eye contact is very, very intense, and like even talking about, I'm like, that's a little much, but you know, I'm on the spectrum somewhere (laughs) for sure. Okay, our guest today. We are very excited to have her on. She's wonderful. She is a YouTube star, an author, a comedian. Please welcome our friend, Grace, Grace Helbig. Helbig. Later,
0: you thought you owned me? Mayo. You thought when you ain't here I sit around lonely? You thought that dick was my one and only? Dick, please I see right through your testimony Bitch, you phony Bitch, boys like you creep my DMs but can't pay your alimony Maybe give your dick a swing champagne and hide your do as I flex my muscles and foul my nails You spit the same shit you spit every female Don't make me mad Tornadoes and Okay, we are here with Grace Helbig. What's up?
2: We're good. It's the
0: morning. We all have like our morning face, yeah. like fresh makeup.
2: I have, like, that still draining sinus snot oh, happening. Oh, hot. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, so yeah. It's fun. <laughs> mm. I so know. I was like you sounded a little sick. But. I know. I
2: have for the last couple of days. I wake up sounding like this and then slowly throughout the day. Oh, like, it, like, leaks down? Yeah. Really fun. <laughs> Just a gentle drip
1: all day. <laughs> it's yeah. nice. A little salty treat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yum. <laughs> I like it. Ew. That's kind of <laughs> fun. How,
0: uh, how old are you? I'm 32 years old. Okay, so we're all the same age. That's what I figured. Yeah. And you started out doing videos mm-hmm. at what age?
2: I started right, well, technically I started in college. I went to college in North Jersey at this like tiny liberal arts school. And I took an editing class, a couple editing classes, like my last couple semesters. And um, our editing teacher had us sign up for YouTube, which we, yeah we had no idea what it was. We thought it was like, I thought it was like a campus-serving website. Oh, that we could just like, for your college. Yeah, that we could share YouTube. our video edu. projects. yeah. Exactly. We didn't know anything about it. We were just told when we had like our projects, we uploaded them to YouTube so the whole class could see them when they were presented. And then after college, started to like kind of realize a little bit what it was. Saw more people uploading to it. I realized it wasn't associated with my school. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then I moved in um, in Brooklyn to a place with my college roommate, Uh, After we graduated And she and I Started making videos Together Michelle
1: I was like Michelle Yeah Yeah. Who I interned with At Conan Yeah Yeah You know There's
2: so many Venn diagrams That are so crazy From New York Um, And yeah We started making videos Just like We each had Different day jobs And then we'd come (laughs) back At night And like drink A glass of wine And like talk about Our days And then like Trade off Who would edit Which video Oh that's nice Yeah it was fun It was more of like A a fun little competition Between the two of us Of like who could make it More interesting Or funnier Because we would never like script anything it was just yeah. literally talking improv and then, like, editing yeah exactly and then video is so
0: like vulnerable i don't know why i just i because i guess because we do podcasting so uh, but the yeah. uh, like videos i'm like i don't want that
2: Yeah. do you out guys there. have because you do the podcast and then you do live shows are there people that come to the shows that have never seen what you look like before yeah oh yeah they're really?
1: always, and they, they're always like oh i thought you were the other one oh that's interesting. Yeah. And we're like i mean that's pretty lazy you could just google us <laughs> It's not yeah. hard to God. figure it out. There's a
0: couple faces that we get when people meet us afterwards. One is I thought you guys were I thought your voice belonged on her body, and oh, that weird. face is always like uh, like just like they saw a ghost. They and can't then, process it. Yeah, yeah, that, that happens a lot to people. That's but very yeah, funny. but I don't know, like. um Comments. Like, were the YouTube comments always shit? Or was there a time when everyone was like, they were
2: always really hair.
0: They were always really bad.
2: Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I not like that evolved. Like that really from the start of the internet, there was trolls happening. But the good thing was I started making more friends with people that made videos and Mm -hmm. realized like, oh, it's not just me that they're targeting. It's literally everyone. Everybody. Yeah, everyone is the worst. And then some of the comments are just so Pinpointedly mean, like so direct and so mm. like almost poetic that oh, you have yeah. to like laugh at them because uh, yeah. they're so over the top ridiculous. Well thought out. <laughs> yeah, either like really well thought out and like really burning to the core, or just like <laughs> completely confusing. Like, uh huh. I remember Hannah told me once when we first met and we we're making videos. She's like, I got this comment that I just couldn't figure out. That it was like <laughs> it looked. It said something like, "You look like a hamster. I want to take a shit on your neck."
0: <laughs> and I was like,
2: "I think this is complimentary." That's hilarious. Yeah, so oh, he nice. couldn't take it too seriously. Which yeah, was, oh yeah, which was great when you had other people that also were dealing with. I was gonna say, I was like, "Do stuff. you still
1: read the comments?"
2: Sometimes I read the comments. I made like a, I tried to make an actual effort when the first couple of years that I started not reading any of the comments and not looking at numbers because I. Got hired by this website called MyDamnChannel.com. oh yeah yeah and they helped me develop daily grace which was this yeah. YouTube thing that i did for a while but i quickly learned not quickly like a year into the contract <laughs> with them because making five videos a week monday through friday yeah all on my own just like from my apartment uploading them editing them myself promoting them myself and they owned all that content so i uh. Realized when I started making friends with other content creators that like, oh, you could own your content. That's like a thing that could happen. So I kind of had a detachment from like the value of the numbers and the value of the comments as much. Yeah. Yeah. but I still read them from time to time. I, d- I did a lot more in the beginning because I would use it to generate video ideas too. Like I'd ask
0: people mm-hmm. specifically, like, what right. do you
2: want to see today? And that kind of thing. It's like yeah. an improv show. So you're you were like a young
0: entrepreneur. I mean, you had, that's your business, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, it was technically like a job. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when I worked for My own channel, well, it felt like I got hired to do this job that was going to be like my survival job while I still auditioned for TV and film. And like that in my brain was still like the traditional traditional... traditional route was the only way to do comedy and like perform Mm -hmm. and stuff like that um and then when the youtube started like slow rolling into people are making merch and doing tours and you know doing brand deals that's when i was like oh i should shift my focus to the digital world more than keep going on commercial auditions
0: all over the world
2: yeah it's a global platform it's nuts um and it was just good timing of making videos, too, because I think people were just starting to figure it out. To try and do it now is, like, nuts to me. Cause, yeah, because you're just <laughs>
0: lost in the sea of... There's so much. This morning I woke up, I like got an AM A on my math test, you're like, yeah. oh, my God.
2: Yeah, and it feels really inauthentic because so many people have done it that you ha- yeah. get a lot of people just copying mm-hmm. styles mm-hmm. and formats that they think work, so that feels a little disingenuous,
0: but... There is also something that you, I know you have that Corinne and I experience... And I guess you get it with instant up comedy, but you are known for being yourself.
2: Yeah. And I tried to, like, shy away from that for so long because I didn't want to, like, be a host. I still wanted oh, to They're going to say ho. I'm like, oh, oh. yeah, that's you. Grace, you ain't <laughs> a I'm trying, Come on. trying. trying, trying, trying. Um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to be a, a host, so I didn't want to lean in too much. So I tried to make my videos, like, slightly, seemingly more scripted and sketchy. Um, but now I've just kind of leaned more into just being myself because it's easier
0: to do
1: that. Yeah.
2: And it feels
0: good. I mean, it's, yeah,
2: it's, it's, and you start to realize parts of your personality that people like identify with and connect with. I'm sure you guys feel that when you get feedback on the podcast. Well, yeah.
0: And I think the interactions that we have with people who listen are uh, a little deeper Mm than, I mean, a podcast usually, unless it's a scripted podcast, you are yourself, but you know, people like started coming up to us on the street and stuff and they just like really dive right in
2: yeah I'm to sure their they...
0: problems they don't even say like my name is right, <laughs> it's, right, it's right. really interesting because they feel like they know you
2: right they feel like they've had an intimate relationship with you and yeah. so this is a safe space to just like put it all out just there
0: word vomit
1: wow what's yeah. like
2: the craziest thing that someone said to you or like just randomly come up to you guys with
1: um, I mean people have just been like how's your pussy doing uh, like I had like a UTI I think I had like a UTI that I was talking about and then I was just like walking and this person was just like so how's your vagina doing and I was like what
0: and I mean yeah. I realized
1: like quickly that, that it wasn't just like a random like whisper cat call oh my god I, I would honestly have rather had it just been a, a cat call I think uh, <laughs> like that's, it was very weird
2: yeah does that put you guys on edge at all
1: being out in public yeah I have constant anxiety that I never had before yeah that's I
2: one time was leaving Boston um, and I was like so so hungover and I went to the airport and I was like gonna miss my flight but I was literally like Woke up late. I had to pack all my shit up. Like, stuff's falling out Ugh. everywhere. And I'm just, like, get through TSA. And I'm, like, going through the security TSA machine. And the guy's like, come on through, Hellbake. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> no. Um, I was, like, literally the only moment that I didn't want anyone to look at me yeah. at all. And I was just like, this is not a good. <laughs>
0: I get now why people wear. I mean, TSA, when you go through, you can't wear the hat, like the baseball yeah. cap. But I wear I wear that in airports all the time. Only because. It's not because I don't want people to see me. Because we're not that big. But, uh, <laughs> but. And I was I, like I you're just, significantly yeah. more popular. Oh, no, yeah. no. <laughs> but I, know, I just don't want to have to make eye contact with anybody.
2: I agree. Even before I did anything online, I was not someone in like social life Or in the real world That like in line At the grocery store Would start a conversation oh, With yeah, anyone no. ever yeah. so I know that's
1: me though I actually have to be, I like find I'm nicer now Than I used to be Because yeah. I have to like You don't When you're talking you To someone They gonna, could know you Like before you could Just walk around Like a dick Yeah yeah. 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 You, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Back yes. in the days
0: Where you could be a cunt No tweet about it Yeah
1: Yeah Yeah. Uh, no, not even that's true. I just like I don't want to like I don't upset anyone But like you know yeah. I'm just not a friendly person I. I th- it's a waste <laughs> of my energy I to yeah. be doing other things Yeah it's like a no one, that energy no yeah. one knows that about Corinne and then they meet
0: her and then they're like whoa like it's so funny to watch people almost hug you and then assume that you're gonna hate them for it and it's like she's not a mom uh, yeah, I get oh that yeah too. I'm way nicer than people think yeah yeah, yeah yeah
2: I get a lot of because I've like created this sort of like awkward persona type online that's like human interaction is confusing and scary to me <laughs> that people will come up and be like i want to I give you a hug but i know you don't like them and i'm like no that's not the case like yeah. i know that this is something you've pulled out of uh you know years you gathered of- Joking about it But yeah Right so Because you, it is
1: It is like really you That you're presenting But I always say like It's like you know There's a part of yourself And obviously like We're highlighting some areas And blowing them out A little yeah. bit It's like So it's not funny To be like a medium uh Kind of uh, Like scales Libra type person Which I am in real life So it's Same. funnier To like blow out The cuntiness Yeah Because that's more Entertaining like, Exaggerate a certain Part of your personality a yeah. Bit. Yeah. yeah You have to do that Um I always think it's interesting Do you have any tips For like being A young woman Who's starting her own business because hmm. i feel like a lot of times i mean nothing that there's not that there's anything wrong with like starting an etsy shop but i kind of feel like everyone's like if they're a woman I'm making a knit. business they're like i'm gonna make cupcakes or i'm gonna right. make jewelry out of clay <laughs> yeah. and i feel like there are other or options i'm gonna get a
2: lifestyle blog going <laughs> lifestyle right. i think about that constantly lifestyle <laughs> I just, blogging I had, it's a, a fascinating I had a fleeting world. thought this morning i was watching catfish (laughs) Uh, the new season and there was an episode (laughs) of a girl who was married but she's a cam girl Mm -hmm. and has two kids and that's how she makes a living and they like showed how it worked because I've never like actually Mm. seen it and she gets tips like crazy and I had a fleeting thought I was like that's a good backup plan. Yeah, because yeah. you don't
0: got to put your head in it. No, you don't, your face isn't you gonna be in
2: they it. They tip until she takes her clothes off. Like it's not starting <laughs> from the gate. It's like you earn it. She's the
1: like, Hot Girls oh, Wanted um, TV series is very good if you want to tip something oh, a Cam Girl as well. I've never heard of that. that. Yeah, this is, I think the TV series is even more entertaining than the movie was. Oh, how a little less sad they, too. How much Cam Girls
2: make the one girl the the person that she was investigating to see if it was like a real guy that had been oh. like coming back to her um, chat room a lot? In total, gave her like twenty three thousand dollars. Holy moly! I know. And then she was like, "I can do my laundry and work at the same time," and I was like, "That's very Damn. exciting to me. <laughs> I am interested in that." But I think, I mean, the general I've learned, and I still have to follow my own advice about mm. starting anything on your own or any sort of business endeavor is just to ask questions. Like, don't be afraid to ask questions. I always had this association that I should already know everything, and asking questions makes me look dumb or weak or like I'd not i don't know what i'm doing but the thing is no one knows what they're doing and so you're only doing yourself a service by like pointing out the people that know more about what it is you want to do than you do and asking them for help um and just surrounding yourself with people that can do your job better do a job in association with what you're doing better than you could do oh yeah i listened to snoop Dogg talk once who is like very genius brain business wise Mm. he's a very very smart like entrepreneur businessman and he told us because youtube had this like thing every year where they bring a bunch of creators together and they bring all these like inspiring people out to talk to us about different aspects of like business and and mental health and stuff like that and he came out and he said i uh everyone that i hire on my team is smarter than me i'm the dumbest person on my team and i keep it that way so that i'm always learning from the people around me and i was like that's Brilliant, Snoop yeah. Dogg. Thank you, or Snoop Lion. I don't know what you are right now, but thank <laughs> Snoop you, Lyon. Snoop. Go. No,
1: oh, yeah. I know. I told. I love that. I want to. I always wanted to be like the, you know, like a, the worst comedian on the lineup or the mm-hmm. the dumbest person in the room. I always try to date people who are smarter than me because yeah. I'm like, well, otherwise, why are you here? Yeah, it's, then it's just settling
2: Yeah, yeah. You have to be a little uncomfortable, I
1: think, yep. which is hard to do. It's easy to put yourself in a situation that's safe.
2: But then you, oh, just, yeah.
1: I, oh, and I just never feel like I'm growing though yeah. if I'm around people who I'm like, and then I'm like, oh, why am I here? This is, yeah. and then you end up doing all the work too if you're yeah. the smartest person.
2: I also think it's just worth trying like if you I, I do it a lot and I know a lot of people have this kind of quality where they talk about doing something so much that that you almost convince yourself that you've done it already and they yeah. don't like take action yeah I do that a lot yeah, 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 yeah. I've been doing it more and more it's as I it's real easy to talk yeah it, it's real
0: hard to do you
2: still get some <laughs> tiny sense of accomplishment just by saying don't. it out loud and I hoping am. that that like lights a fire <laughs> under your ass and then never it's happens Yeah, it's bad. It becomes a bad habit. So that's something I'm working on. (laughs) Yeah. How do you?
0: Yeah. What about um, this is something that I was particularly not good at. But thankfully, there is one member of the duo that is really good at it. uh, (laughs) Sticking up for yourself and knowing when the right time to do it is. And when the right time to not take shit, I'm still so confused over when is the time that we fight for this thing? Yeah. And when is the time where it's way smarter to just kind of back down for a second and That's go, That's a great
2: okay. question. I am I feel that in a lot of different aspects of like making content. Yeah. Even, because the world is a sensitive place, much more so than when I first started making videos like oh, eight years yeah. ago. Mm-hmm. And so the kind of content that you make, and a lot of my other friends that are sort of in this like creative burnout position where they don't realize like they don't know exactly how much they can should be talking about something or if they shouldn't give space to that Mm -hmm. in their like creative world. And it's hard because people, people like to be offended by things that they might not fully know the context of or not see the humor in at Mm -hmm. all. So I kind of go back and forth on trying to figure out for myself, like when it's worth standing up for something and when it's worth like Choosing my battles, kind yeah, of. Yeah, because that
0: climate, that sensitivity climate, is weird. I just wanted, I wanted to read this. Uh, this c- uh, comedian, uh-huh. Sam Ruddy, she tweeted this thing. I thought it was so. Uh, Brilliant And and I think it speaks To like content too Yeah She's like Stand up is a weird job Because what we feel Is acceptable as a society Changes so rapidly No accountant is ever like Well I looked at some Tax returns I did back In 2013 And it turns out They were super racist Uh Yeah And I was like That is how it feels
2: Yeah it does I'm sure you guys get that On your podcast too Even like topics that you talk about some people will have like an extreme sensitivity to all the time
1: and then people also and I know you experienced this with I saw you make an apology for the Lacey Green episode yeah that was a
2: very weird oh, situation
1: that happened yeah well you know who Lacey Green is oh, right yeah, she's yeah. like sex. Like, so uh, I guess she had made some transphobic comments but at she, one time she did I looked into it I, 10 years ago because that's the thing, she, I'm because people are always call, trying to call people and out and then you look back it, and you're like I don't even
2: see this it was a lot going on also that week my parents were in town and VidCon was happening. And uh, so I was just like overloaded with like, why now? Uh, (laughs) So we had Lacey Green on the podcast who I remember from years ago watching her videos. She's a sex positive like educator online and I really enjoyed the videos because a lot like you guys, she was starting conversations about uncomfortable topics. With ease. With ease and with knowledge. Like she's very knowledgeable and Mm -hmm. she was opening up dialogues with young people that weren't getting great sex education in their own high schools with their own parents, etc. And I thought it was really cool what she was doing. So she came on the podcast. I had no idea. And this is... Uh, what we kind of apologized for is that we didn't do enough of our research to find out that like she had taken a hiatus from the internet because she was getting a lot of backlash from the trans community. Yeah, Um, I remember
0: that vaguely. Yeah,
2: I went back and I watched the videos that people were upset with and she didn't say any of the things that people had been claiming she said in this video. Oh, that's infuriating. But I guess she's, her boyfriend or friends or something are people that are very outspoken online and have come across, I guess, transphobic. So she's surrounding herself with people. Right. um, The community feels like she was once, you know, someone that defended them and now she's associated with these people that they don't feel safe around, which I understand like that if you had this person that was championing you and like educating the world on like your journey and what you're going through that you would feel upset at a or at a loss that they would go hang out with someone else that you thought was problematic. Right. And so that's where a lot of the anger was coming from. And we more apologize that like we didn't do our research to figure out why people she's so polarizing so we weren't able to have a conversation about it on the podcast like my biggest bummer was like not being able to actually be like uh, why do people think these things about you yeah, like what's going what's, on in your world mm-hmm. and so it was a missed opportunity and people like to just you know take one thing out of context and run with it and say like you've disappointed me grace which is like so like does that crushing to crush me. you when oh someone yeah says that? i get yeah, so I, one of my triggers is like feeling like i disappointed someone or let someone down because yeah. everything is with good intentions you right. know i always feel like you have to if you're upset with someone you really have to look at what their intentions were in this situation mm-hmm. and go from there and so i feel like people thought i had like malicious intent and that i was now letting them down by association
0: so it's this whole like and that does that ever frustrate you because i often i feel that same way but a lot of times my reaction which isn't a good reaction mm-hmm. tends to be and i kind of keep it in but uh, like angry because it's like you really thought that I meant to say yeah. that trans people are that like that you yeah. can't generalize any group of any human being like that and yeah. we both know that that's logical
2: and I was get yeah I was getting upset that I was like you guys can't you're taking this one singular moment without looking at intentions and totally ignoring like 10 plus years of content creation that is supported and rallied around like an LGBTQ plus community. Oh my God, for real. And so like (laughs) the seesaw of it just felt so imbalanced to me that I was like really bummed. Yeah. And then you feel like whenever you say something, it just makes it worse. It's like fueling the fire when you try to like apologize mm-hmm. in any capacity. That's what I've found too. Yeah. And <laughs> that's so the kind like, of world
1: we live in though. It's just like you can do a million th- great things and then you do one bad thing. You put out one tweet that someone yeah. construes as not the you that they want to see yeah. and then you're like, oh, it's all over. I think it's all over. Yeah. Yeah. for someone else. <laughs> People's
0: yeah. desire to want to escape themselves and look look at themselves and look at their flaws, I yeah. think it, I think that fuels a desire to really attack other people for the It's a lot of projection. Things. It's yeah, a lot of people yeah. are
2: having something going on in their world and this has triggered something and now I'm the scapegoat for their anger or their... Yeah, uh, that's what it is. ...sadness yeah. or whatever it is. And that's like a huge bummer because you do go to the to you know content to escape in some capacity. Yeah. And so if you're feeling triggered by it, that sucks. Um, but yeah, it's also like... I do the same thing in terms of reading comments. There'll be like 100 really nice comments and then one mean one and somehow you fixate on always that one. Always remember the mean one. And yeah. you're like, why can't I just remember all the nice ones that are way more? But it was also, it was a very small amount of people that were actually like offended or upset. They just happened to be very outspoken about yeah. it. So it <laughs> they they made it are. seem like a lot more. And also a lot of my like content creator friends, that i really admire were like texting me nice things and that's how i kind of knew it was okay because those are people that whose opinions you respect i respect and that they actually from the outside perspective are looking at all of this too and understanding like it's kind of unfair the criticisms that we were getting people like hank green that i like love to death and so and trust his judgment and opinion mm. and someone that has followed Lacey for like years and years and years sure. and, Listen to the podcast, and, like, really had the full context of it was being very encouraging. So oh, that's good. Yeah. So that, that probably made
0: you feel more sane. Yeah, it was just,
2: <laughs> of course, that week, as soon as something like that happens, you just want to kind of hide a little bit, but then I had to go to VidCon and, like, look at the internet in its face. And like, oh, that sounds terrible. Yeah, I was really scared, but everyone was so, so nice, so it was no big deal. Plus, I just, like over-exaggerate it in my brain and go like, oh my
1: God, someone's going to hurt me at VidCon. I was going is- to ask
0: if you've ever had a stalker or yeah. a, somebody
1: act very inappropriate. Oh, you seem like, you seem like exactly like the type of person that someone would want to stalk. Yeah, oh, I got no, that fa- quality. I mean, you know. you I really got that do. star
2: power. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I've had, um, I mean, Hannah's had crazy situations. Um, I had two scenarios. One was actually at the People's Improv Theater. Oh. I was after a show um and i don't even know if this guy had even watched like the videos weren't even like this was 2011 maybe 2010
1: mm-hmm.
2: and he just came and he was wearing like a blazer and like had flowers and like a oh, gift bag oh. and he came and he took photos with like every one of my teammates on the improv team that i was on after our show was done and we went to the lobby to get drinks and he like took a photo with me and then he's like i brought you these flowers and this gift and he was like asking if I could go out on a date, and I was like, mm. "Oh, that's very kind. Thank you so much. Uh, I actually have a boyfriend." Like pointed to the guy I was dating at the time. He was like standing right there. I was like, "This is sorry, but this <laughs> is very nice. Thank you." And he's like, "Well, can I get your phone number?" And I was like. I don't give my phone number out. Also, like I said, I have a boyfriend. So it's a little uncomfortable. He's like, "Can I please just get your phone number? I just want to talk." And then my boyfriend at the time came over. He's like, "What's everything okay?" And I like looked at him like something's weird Mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. And the guy was like, "Please, Grace, please can I get your phone number in front of him now, my boyfriend?" And then he was like, "Dude, I'm her boyfriend. Like, this isn't cool. Please stop." And then he wouldn't stop. And so the guy I was dating at the time, he and I left, and he followed us down the street. and he kept saying, "Grace, please, I just want to talk. Please oh, get your phone number." No. And so oh, the guy was there and like took the flowers and like threw them at him. And we're like, <laughs> "Walk away now!" And I was like, "This is nuts!" And he like finally turned back and went inside. And we like walked away. But I kept thinking like he was following us the whole night. It was very, oh, boy. very spooky. And then never saw him again at the theater. I have no Did idea. You see him again?
0: Otherwise, no. Oh, but that's good.
2: There was this other guy. Um, this was so weird. We went to. Uh, Buffer Fest, which is this festival in Toronto that's like a film festival esque YouTube convention thing. And it was the first year that was happening. And so Mamrie and I and Hannah all went. Uh, but before that had been happening, there was this guy that was like on Tumblr posting all this stuff. Mamrie finds all these things. Like, I had no idea this was <laughs> happening. She had like found it in our tag somewhere. And he had been posting all this, like, he wasn't mentally all there. I don't know what was going on, but he was posting all this stuff, like, Thinking that my videos were like personal messages to him and that we were having this one on one dialogue and that he was going to come to Buffer Festival and he lived in New Jersey and like all of this, like really crazy stuff and all these like shirtless selfies that were just like a little off in a weird way. Yeah. And so I let the festival know I was like, I'm getting these messages that this guy keeps saying he's coming to Canada. I feel a little like weird about this. I don't, I've never seen this guy before. I don't know what's going to happen. So we, go there and they're like we have a security guard for you just in case you know that will walk you if you feel unsafe and i was like thanks meanwhile we're tracking his like whole journey to toronto because he's like putting he's
0: publicizing it it. he
2: took the train and he's uh, i was like bragging about how he didn't have his passport so he doesn't know how they're gonna let him in and he forgot (laughs) what a brag right and he forgot to take his medicine he left it at home so he's feeling loopy now and he would like post videos of him like peeing in the just like a video of him pissing into a, a toilet on the train like proved that he's on his way and we oh were like, my god it was so weird it was like this oh, weird just got, like, digital <laughs> jaws moment of yeah. like oh my god is he he's on his way but like, <laughs> he doesn't have a passport he can't get in and then he posted photos of like him in his hotel room how did he get stuff. in i have no idea and then uh i had to do a meet and greet at like 9 a.m like the next oh, morning we had like gone terrible. out really late the night before And so this security guard named Josh, who was like this ex-military, like 65-year-old guy,
0: I was like, cool, hey, man. 65, okay. (laughs) Yeah,
2: I don't know what he could have done, but he also looks like he's (laughs) seen a lot. Like, he could tell. He could
0: out-crazy anybody's crazy, probably. Yeah, he
2: could kill someone in a heartbeat. But so he walked me and he was super nice. And then Mamrie came, like, she woke up early because she felt crazy. Like, she's like, I don't know. This guy seems like totally unhinged. And so she just shows up like no makeup, fully hungover, just holding like a <laughs> giant like gallon of coffee. And she's like, I'm going to walk the line for you and just see if he's in line because I know what he looks like. And she walked and he was standing in line. <gasps> yeah, he was in huh? line. So the security, I'm getting chills thinking Damn about it. it. The security guard like asked him to leave and he was like, no. And then oh. they like asked him again, like a couple other people came over and he had to leave. He left the line. Then, uh, and so I'm like, doing the rest of my meet and greet just like the whole time kind of like half present with everyone like wondering what's happening and Mamrie just like comes up to me and everyone knows Mamrie too so they're like Mamrie like in line while she's like looking for this guy shut (laughs) up bitches
0: i'm looking for a stalker yeah
2: and so she like came up and whispered she's like we found him he was in line uh (gasps) and he like waved at Mamrie because like he knows who she is and she's like they asked him to leave so he's not in line anymore so you're okay i was like okay cool thanks and then we she and i did this like um on stage panel thing later that day and uh we were backstage and they had like a feed uh to a tv in the green room and so we're like the all the staff that was working the event was like Whoa, that was crazy! Earlier, is everything okay? You haven't seen him? We're like, no, we haven't seen him. And then we like look up at the screen. And he's sitting front row in this thing that they already told him like he's not allowed. Security's to be really
1: tight at Bufferfest.
2: Oh my god, hey, he's sitting Josh. front row, but he came in like last and like sat front row. And then the security went out, and he just gets up and he sprints out the door as fast as he could. And Mamrie and I were like, oh my god, what is going on? And then we didn't end up seeing him after that. They like, oh, I would been... like he left. We don't know where he is. And then we went back to our hotel and like saw all this posts of him basically saying that I broke up with him that day. Wow. Being like, I thought we had something. I'll take a hint and like leave okay, your life. Well, yeah, uh, so okay. So nuts. And then I think he like, we didn't hear anything from him, but I think he had like started a different Tumblr because he kept like erasing Tumblrs and starting like different ones that were similar names. And like Mamer would every once in a while be like, She's back. a good investigator. She's amazing. Yeah, she can sleuth like no other. But yeah, those are the only <laughs> two like
1: weird moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, have you guys had any yeah I had a, I had. A, I, women I've oh. had to put multiple guys on lists really oh, yeah. I had a I similar one stalkers. where yeah I, I also have this has always been happening to me since I was like in middle school I've had stalkers really I think it's like uh, something about like the they're, you know being a, a female weirdo because mm-hmm. I feel like there's just like less female weirdos than male weirdos but they feel like they relate to you yeah exactly yeah. people I don't I don't know why people find me so relatable because like basically my brand is trying to be as unrelatable. <laughs> As possible <laughs> And as closed off As possible And that seems to only Make people like me more It feels like it's People really not be, working. They want to be the can't. one That you let in <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah. Like I can break can't her Can't shoot them away Faster yeah. <laughs> Kind of a similar thing Like I, I was dating My ex-boyfriend at the time And uh, this guy would just Like follow me to shows Which like I've done To ma- males But sure. like I'm not I guess as it's, threatening like, cute when you do it And it was fine Like yeah, yeah I Did you know him before No okay. And like so he just Started coming And I was, and I was kind of like This was years Ago, so I was kind of like, "Cool, I got a fan." You yeah, know yeah. But then it got too aggressive. Then he started sending me emails because the fans my... off
0: outside my window. Yeah, at oh, the time God. the email,
1: my email was still on my uh, on my website because I was like, ah, I'd be lucky if anyone wants to email <laughs> yeah. me <Maybe> these days." <laughs> and then to the point where I had to put him like on a list at like the club I perform at most, oh, and he was like yeah. on a, a "Do not sell tickets" to list. Um Oof. I mean, yeah. given
0: how much we publicize where we are at every given yeah. moment, if someone wants how... to kill
1: us, it's, it's on. But oh. it's like,
0: it's a very low percentage. Which is great That's But it feel- is like Those negative comments Because that one stalker uh, Person is like Bleh.
2: Yeah there's a guy In LA that shows up To things that You know Can't go to any Of Hannah's events Anymore Like I Hannah. Like group kicked out of an event because he showed up and it wasn't a safe situation. Yeah, and he showed up when I was shooting something downtown a couple of weeks ago, oh and boy. I had like forgotten about this person, <sighs> and Fuck. then just like saw him in the crowd and was like, okay, uh, right, right. Josh? Yeah, yeah, I know. And so it's and it's one of those things where they could be like totally harmless and super nice, and yeah. just not completely all there, but you just, you just don't know. You uh, taking a risk like that is just so hard to do to yeah. rationalize in your brain. Of like, how do you? make sure that there's space and distance, uh, but not anger
1: anyone. Yeah. You don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, but I also yeah. think like I, if anyone's like threatening to like beat the shit out of me or like murder me or rape me, I'm like, yeah. Oh, they're safe. But like, if someone's like trying Honestly, to love yeah. me <laughs> too much, I'm like, like they're going to kill me. This is very suspicious. Yeah. 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 This I is don't how trust I it. If, if someone shows start, up with flowers, exactly. thumbs yeah. up. Exactly. <laughs> I don't
2: odd. trust any sense of kindness.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. what about, okay. How sex yeah, it. I had <laughs> it. <laughs> had it. Had it? <laughs> yeah. Nice. That's why we <laughs> yeah. called you in grace. Proud of myself. Um. I knew it. Uh, when? Like, what did you learn about it? Were you, I was somebody who I didn't know what I was doing, but I was so eager to be there that I was just really <laughs> excited but very awkward? Yeah. How were you at the beginning? Like, what did you learn uh, about it? At the beginning, before I Before you had it.
2: Uh, I didn't, like, I learned, like, nothing, which is, I think, why I liked people like Lacey online mm-hmm. when she first was making videos and talking about sex and talking about that because my mom never like had a sex talk with me. The only sex talk she had with me is you're very fertile. Just so you know, oh. we're very fertile as a as a family. That <laughs> so was like, oh, so Tim was a mistake. OK, is that <laughs> what you're trying to tell me? But the uh, yes, yeah, so she always said that her mom because my grandmother's from England, so she's mm-hmm. very like repressed British. And so she never had to talk with my mom. So my mom, if the fact did down not down. know how to, like, talk with me about any of it. Oh my so gosh. a lot of it was, like, learning from the internet and learning from, like, friends and stuff like that. So I didn't lose my virginity until I was in college. And I yep. wrote about it in my book about how a guy I was dating in college, my first, like, college boyfriend, took me to um, the... the uh, Oh, why am I blanking now? The Italian chain restaurant where you can draw on the table. Macaroni Grill. Oh, yeah. He took me to Macaroni Grill for um, Valentine's Day. And I was like, game on. This is <laughs> the most romantic thing a man has ever done for me. This is perfect. <laughs> and it was just like bad because he was
1: bad at it, I realized later. Oh. That, like, Was he a virgin at the time or no? No, he had um, had sex
2: one time before. Oh, okay. Yeah, which so it's not his fault. But also had no interest in like trying to figure out how to be good at Sex. oh and that it, there, and so there's no like, willingness
0: to learn yeah
2: and I think yeah. it was like two years of like being excited to be in a relationship rather than even evaluating the relationship and realizing like, like this am, is not I, am I getting out of this what I want? And yeah. Is like, am oh, I allowed yeah. to ask for things that I should be getting so from just this So two years of bad sex. Yeah. Without knowing until like I started to date this other guy that I'm like, oh, you're asking me questions about what I like and what I want. That's a, we can do that. Oh. Right. Cause female yeah.
1: pleasure is, let me talk about this a lot. is always kind of like a pushed aside and you're like, as yeah. long as a penis came, go, it's cool.
2: fine. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so he, I'm, I dated him for like three years. He was like a really great relationship for me. And he definitely was like, he was studying psychology. So he was very in touch with like his emotions and like how the brain and was studying the guy, like, the second guy. you saw Yeah. Oh, okay. And was like studying how the brain works and like cognitive therapy and things like that. So it was a very like open conversation where the other one was, uh, just going through the movements.
0: Basically. Yeah, I was gonna say, what did that that first person do? That do, do you remember? I was trying to recall the first couple people I had sex with, and and I don't.
2: I was just so uh, like non-memorable at all yeah, i feel like yeah. it was definitely always for him rather than for me mm-hmm. i also went through like a really bad eating disorder when i was in college so i oh, was like really? not in touch with my body at all oh. and like so that definitely played a big part in me which, like
0: which one <laughs> which eating oh, disorder? um a little <laughs> mix
2: of them all no <laughs> i could never I, my body thankfully could never puke so okay. like in hindsight that thank god but yeah. it was just a lot of like binging and purging in terms of like Uh, binging exercise like crazy and then like just not eating all day and then like binging you know like a bag of pretzel sticks and then going to the gym for
1: like two hours. Was there an experience that kind of triggered that or did it just slowly seep into you? It was like a slow
2: seeping kind of things. I did uh, a lot of sports in high school Mm -hmm. and so then Mm -hmm. after I graduated high school before I went to college I just started running a lot more and then I would see like by accident, like losing weight a lot. And then it became this like weird mental game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I wrote about that in my book too. And that I think with, uh, you know, like having sexual experiences for the first time was just so disconnected for me that I was like, Oh, if he got off, that's great. Because I'm just not in touch with my body right now, nor do I know how to explain it to someone. And so that's why, like, the second, like, real relationship was great because it just opened up a lot of dialogue that I didn't even know was associated with each other. That I'm like, oh, if I feel better about my body, I have better sex. Okay. Yeah. Turns Mm -hmm. out if I, like, listen to my body and treat it okay, that this now gets better, too. Like, a
0: lot of different things get better. So that was definitely, like, a huge turning point. So when you dated that second guy, then, did you – the habits that were associated with your your eating disorder Mm -hmm. started to fade
2: yeah they started to fade and like by uh, the grace of him being just a great patient person and like understanding like looking at me understanding like where these like triggers were coming from and like why I was disconnected Uh. and like giving me a safe space to kind of like work through it was really really amazing and helpful and then like you know being more of just like We're now doing this for each other like i want you to feel good and you want me to feel good like this is brand new and Mm -hmm. i also want to feel good too turns out so yeah relationships can be fun yeah um so that that was really fun but he lived in a house with four other guys so that and he shared a room with a roommate and bunk beds jesus so you had no privacy you couldn't yeah there wasn't a bunch no there wasn't a ton of privacy but
1: uh it was fine it was rutgers (laughs) <laughs> it was right, right.
2: Yeah because you're From New Jersey too Yeah right?
1: my, both my parents Went to Rutgers My best friend went To Rutgers Like yeah. everyone went To Rutgers Yeah 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 People were really Like there's so much So people are so Obsessed with Rutgers In Jersey mm-hmm. That like my uh, My school was trying To get me to go To Rutgers And I was like They don't even Offer what I'm Going to school for So how <laughs> would like, I How would I go They're like Change your major Rutgers <laughs> we, huh? we Yeah, you, said, you have
2: to go Eat fat sandwiches
1: <laughs> Oh my god I didn't have one Until I was an adult But well worth the wait Oh yeah No
2: this um, Guy I dated Went to I went to Ramapo College, and he went to Ramapo, uh-huh, and uh-huh. then transferred to Rutgers like the <laughs> semester after I met him. And I was like, okay, I guess now I sort of half go to Rutgers now
1: because <laughs> I just drive down there all the time. Oh my god, absolutely. Yeah. Um, is there so, like are there any topics that you feel like people always uh, come to you with? Like for us, it's like sexual assault and suicide. Oh, really? Yeah. And mm-hmm. I was just wondering, kind of, because you're more of like a you're a more light hearted personality, sure, yeah. I would say. Yeah. And I was like, what's that like?
2: Oh, yeah. What's it like to like keep all the skeletons in the closet? (laughs) closet the um uh, people well because I think a lot of people come to me about a lot of young girls come to me about wanting to pursue comedy especially like even more so years ago when like the rise of female comedians was this like trendy thing that was happening and I just never like computed that because I never saw myself as like a girl in comedy I just always saw myself as like I'm a I'm pursuing comedy like everyone else is. Right. And so when people started to ask questions constantly, like what's it like being a girl in comedy? I'm like, this is such a weird question that keeps like, why, what if I'm just a person in comedy? And that my, you know, point of view of what I think is funny happens to be a female skewed. Cause that's how Cause I that's, see the world and yeah. experience it. Um, so a lot of young girls will come to me about that. And because I wrote more openly about like having an eating disorder, uh, that a lot of girls come for like self-confidence tips, Mm -hmm. which I don't don't think anyone is like 100% confident ever in the world. And so just being okay with not being okay is like the biggest thing I try to tell people that we're all like inner ping pong balls of like anxiety (laughs) in our brain about something or another. And so just knowing that you don't have to know everything or have everything together is like invaluable. It's hard to like remind yourself of that fundamentally but I think it's important I think those are kind of the main things that people come to those are good ones yeah and just like how do you how do you come up with ideas and things like that or what how do I get started if I want to like do stuff on the internet sort Mm -hmm. of thing yeah because uh, I don't I mean, Maybe this is something You guys have gone through With the
1: podcast Of like how much you share Versus how much you You decide not to share Oh that's been a lear- Like there's a learning curve On that because in the beginning You know when we start mm-hmm. We're like no one's gonna Listen to this So we really shared everything yeah. And then uh, Unfortunately Some you know like, you know, just like there's good people and there's bad people. Like, sometimes we get t- a little too much feedback or people get too intertwined in our real life. When lives. people try to have
0: sex with our ex-boyfriends after we,
1: like, cry yikes, over them, yikes. breaking up with them, it's, yeah. like, it's a little much. That's too much. Yeah, that's too crossing much. a line. Yeah. But and I- then also, it's, it's just, like, I, you know, I, I, I was single for the first, like, what, three years mm-hmm. of doing the podcast. Mm-hmm. And so when I ultimately got in a relationship after all these, you know, trials and tribulations that I shared, I was, like, I'm not really going to discuss this. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, I made the mistake of uh, trusting the listeners with the fact that my ex-boyfriend um, was uh, voting for Donald Trump oh and that real? because I was like this is so f- interesting yeah. um, and that really backfired so Ooh. I was like you know what we're not gonna just not sharing anymore
2: yeah I think that's the way you learn <laughs> <laughs> by getting hurt yeah. Yeah, yeah by getting burned a little bit well, especially
1: me because I had such a I, I go into things like with people having to earn my trust Yeah. like I'm certainly not someone who just gives trust immediately and you know like my literally my favorite show is X Files trust no one, so <laughs> I mean, there was not. It, it was, it was like I was like, um, that was the worst person for that to happen to, because I was like, oh, now I'm a lockbox and like nothing's yeah. ever getting yeah. out, yeah, um. But I don't know It's fine I, 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 It's interesting Watching you Because I know you, You're dating Brooks Whelan now mm-hmm. and You've dated for a while right? Yeah
2: Yeah a little over a year
1: And I like okay. how open You are about it And we have yeah. kind of Discussing like Most people who share A lot of their relationship On the internet Are fucking annoying But somehow yeah. you guys aren't You, yeah, oh, you guys very sweet. Pull it off
0: And are like Oh Thanks. good for them Like did you
1: discuss that You're both You're um, both known people What was the kind of Going well, into the relationship Or
2: So I had a I had a guy That I dated for four years That I moved to Los. Angeles with mm-hmm. and like only like super fans kind of knew who I was dating because that was something I made like kind of a rule for myself when I started making videos that my videos are comedy first and anything about my life like second and third that I want to yeah. share like I didn't want to be a reality show online yeah and then you got to see the rise of all these kind of like people coupling up and using it as leverage for views and it felt oh, yeah. very like disingenuine to me, yeah it felt like it just made me uncomfortable because a lot of those couples inevitably break up and they make these public videos about it and it's just like cringy to so watch. So weird. Yeah. It's like who it's, really cares? Yeah. But then we do care. Oh yeah. It's weird. And, watch- and
0: we hate ourselves for caring and they play hate themselves for sharing and then. I it's watch just shit. reality
2: television like crazy because I do find it fascinating how <laughs> humans go through hard times. But um, like and I've had friends that have gotten such anxiety and like such pain because they wish that they hadn't shared things online about their personal lives and yeah. you can't erase it you can't take it back and so that had always been like a very um kind of a, a thing in my brain of what what am i how much am i sharing do i like try like where's my comfort level in mm-hmm. this because it's also some the guy I was dating didn't care to not like didn't care either way about whether I shared it um which was nice and like comforting for me to make the decision on my own but then I dated um Chester C after this person who is a known YouTube person and we both like exist online we both social media all day long so it was harder for that to be kept a secret and he also wasn't a person like he shares everything online so for him it was an interesting um date someone that is very closed off online about her personal life Mm -hmm. and trying to find the happy medium that satisfies like both of us and so we kind of like shared our relationship without overtly saying we're in a relationship if people asked it wouldn't be you know we you weren't like, no, deny it. shut up. Yeah, but we wouldn't just like use it as, you know, fuel for views or things like that. And that was a little hard breaking up because it was a more public relationship out there. That Yeah, that's rough. How long yeah. did you guys date? Like two years. Oh, wow. Yeah, and so we were on and off a lot towards the end, too. <laughs> and so you get just messages of people that are really genuinely care, but you're like, please that just is doing not, your own business. yeah yeah but it's like yeah. sweet and nice being like are you guys yeah. okay yeah um but we're really good friends. that's weird now. when strangers yeah but then you realize like yeah you know, they feel like they're part of your you've been they've been hanging out with you on the internet for they six know, years seven years they
0: do know a part of you very they know more well. about me than i know about yeah. myself but yeah. then
2: um but we we became really good friends after we broke up which is really like the healthiest adult thing I've ever done is like become friends with an ex and like realize like oh we're better friends yeah. much much better as friends. Uh, so when Brooks and I started dating, it wasn't really discussed very much. I was just how would like, you guys meet? We actually met on a dating app.
1: Really? Yeah, Raya? but we
2: yeah we met on Raya. But yes. I had known of him. Like we have Venn diagrams of friends that just like completely overlap. I knew of him as a stand-up for years and years, but just had never, ever met him before. Mm-hmm. And it's actually, I signed up for Raya because Mamrie talked me into it. And uh, <laughs> she had been using it. And we were, like, drunk in Iceland on, like, a girl's trip thing with Hannah. And then I was like, I'm making my profile now. And so, and then I got really overwhelmed with it because it was, I like, like, like f- the
0: way you could curate it on that app. Yeah. It's really cool. It's
2: really fun at first. And then it gets a little overwhelming and feels yeah. like it was just distracting me from like doing work is oh, because 100%. I'm trying to manage like conversations and stuff. And it's fascinating to see like who else is on this. That's
0: honestly why I'm on it. I don't oh. even talk to anybody. I just scroll That's through. That's all I did for like it's, the
2: first two um, weeks was
0: just like, oh my God, I, see, I know that some, person. There's some yeah. really
2: mm-hmm. it was Mm-hmm. Trevor very, Noah man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was fascinating. Haley Jo Osment. He's Raya. Wow. I got in trouble. Shit, I gotta keep scrolling. I screen
0: capped it, and then oh, they I send you the warning, one? and then yeah. you know,
2: they say you're not allowed to screen cap. But on they their... they're
0: nice about it. The they first give you warning. one
2: warning, and if they if you do it again, you're done. The, you get
0: uh, which deleted. I like.
2: I do too, because I was trying to send it to Mamrie to be like, oh my god, and then I was like, oh god. But like, I mean, now I... all
0: you got to do is get somebody else with a camera phone to take a picture right? of your screen. It's not that hard, but yeah, it's a little more complicated.
2: Yeah. Um. <laughs> but yeah, we met on Raya, and we were like, oh yeah, we have mutual friends. And at this point, I had like been talking to people, but had like. Talked myself out of actually meeting up in real life because I would just get so nervous. About, yeah, I always assume I'm going to be kidnapped at some point in my life. <laughs> that's
1: oh. the fear. Yeah, I just figure out I'm, I'm, I fear I'm going to be bored. Uh, yeah, well that too. <laughs> I'd rather be kidnapped. At least that's a story. Yeah, yeah. well that's
2: the other thing it's too. Like a it's a challenge. Like, what if I get there? I tend to know like immediately if I like someone or not. Yeah, me too. And so what do you do? And I'm also like don't want to make someone feel bad. So I would mm-hmm. I think I would like just hate the fact that I would stick it out
1: until it was appropriate to If you don't like leave. someone, I think you just have one drink with them and then you excuse yourself. That's your yeah. it's like,
0: I want to meet up with people right away. I don't want to talk on this app because I don't know, I'm not going to yeah. get to know you at all and I'll know within the first 10 minutes.
2: No, exactly. Yeah. And so that's when I had talked myself out of like, hanging out with all these people and I had to like travel the next day and Brooks and I had started talking like back and forth and in my brain I was like only if he asked me to get a drink tonight would I like grab a drink otherwise I know I'm going to talk myself out of hanging out with this person from this app and so like he was like yeah do you want to grab a beer tonight and I was like well you just told yourself that you would say yes to this (laughs) so uh so we did and I went to Mamrie's house first like help her put an audition on tape and then met up at a bar that was, like, down the street from her house. So I was like, I'm going to park my car here. Good call. I'm getting a beer. Because she had met him before and, like, didn't have a great interaction <laughs> when she first met him. So she was like, what are That's, you doing? And yeah. I was like, I don't know. And then, because he was going through a hard time in his life when he met her. And so. Did they meet romantically or as friends no, or coworkers? No, they met up like, uh, at, like, South by Southwest. Oh, okay. And it was just, he was a Tasmanian devil going through, like, a hard breakup. And she was Aww. just like, what the fuck is this guy oh, doing? Huh. Oh, yeah, and sometimes
0: you act like so a dick a, when you're going through a breakup. Yeah, a
2: bad first impression. And so I kind of had that in my brain. But then we hung out and it was just like very easy. I felt like I knew him forever. And oh. I was just like one of those things. Where I'm like, oh, yeah, this is what I've been looking for. Like someone that's funny, that is entertaining, that like is cool and interesting, likes to travel, like has a life going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it was one of those immediate like, oh, yes, I like this person. I hope they
0: like me. Oh, kind of situations. Yeah. fun.
2: And then I didn't pick up my car till the next morning. So it was nice. fun-, <laughs> fun. It was fun. Yeah, that
0: sparked is is so rare that when you do come across it you're like we mustn't let this yeah, die
2: and I have been like I have been single for like a year and had just been kind of and hadn't been single for so long that I was mm. like just going nuts, kind of like t- Yeah, you
1: seem very relationship oriented. Yeah, I'm a Libra,
2: so I'm very like oh, yeah. codependent in that way. Like I like monogamy long term relationship kind of things. Like I don't scatter myself with a ton of friends. I have like a couple like really Oh, close. is that a Libra
1: thing? I think so. Oh, I was like, I'm a Libra too. And I was like, I don't I don't need a relationship, but I don't I tend to like when I get in one, stay in one for a very long time. Yeah,
2: that's how I am too. Um and so I was kind of like meeting a bunch of people and, like, hanging out with a bunch of people for, like, a year, and then when I hung out with Brooks, I was like, oh, this is, like, everyone else that I had, like, been casually seeing was interesting, but there was something in my gut that I was like, I don't want to, like, this long term. Uh, And so, yeah, yeah, when I met him, and he's also, like, a relationship-based person, too. um, And so then, yeah, when we started hanging out and, like, posting it, we didn't really have like a full conversation about it. It just mm. kind of felt okay, which is Aww. interesting because that's what Mamrie went through—the same thing. We and we talk about it a lot because she was in a ten-year relationship. Oh wow! And no one knew. She kept it completely private. Like hardly any people knew. Like who that she was even dating someone, let alone like who it was. Was it
1: a known person? Mm-mm. Okay. No, it
2: was someone that she had met in um, New York City mm-hmm. and moved in with, and like they had a really great relationship for ten years, and then. They, it ended and she was like, I haven't been single for 10 years. What do I do? Right, right, and yeah. then she met Chip, who's her current boyfriend. And she, it was funny. How to, long
0: was she single for?
2: Like a, a year and a half, maybe okay, okay. something like that, maybe two years. Um, and she had been, like, pursuing all these guys that were just kind of shitty, but it's one of those things that you're, like, when you're a relationship-based person, you're trying to, like, upsell this person to yourself. Of course. Oh, yeah. Put them on a pedestal. Yeah. And then she met Chip, who's just, like, a perfect match for her. And so it's been fun to watch her transformation of someone that, like, kept something in completely private for 10 years and now being like, I love this person. I want the world Aww. to know it. She I went
1: full Tom Cruise. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> She's
2: jumping on couches everywhere. But... uh <laughs> I think it's also you get older and you don't care as much about being too precious with how you present like your private life. I mean, I still like toe the line. But uh, yeah, when I first started, I think I was just very cautious of making sure that my private life was just for me because I saw it get out of control for a lot of people that Mm overshared online and how that like fucks with your brain mentally, too, to feel like you owe these strangers like your life for sure yeah but is there anything that
1: you keep to yourself I mean because it's not even like about being too precious it's just about like having something that is just for you to kind of like you talked about like a safe space before so kind of like your safe space
2: yeah I think I try to figure out what my balance is of like talking about my life versus like having stuff that is just for me because I do think and that's something I tell people a lot advice wise that you have to make sure that there's at least something that's just for you right. yeah. uh, you have
0: to have some secrets
2: if you don't Good then God. it's like you're gonna go crazy yeah. you're gonna feel like the world knows everything I and know. that you have no sense of privacy anymore yeah. yeah and that'll make you feel out of control and so i i think i mean there's a lot of like mental health stuff too that i'm going through now with like just overall burnout creatively that I try my best not to talk about online and I go back and forth of like do I just like make a video talking honestly about how I don't feel like making videos anymore which is a conversation a lot of people are having but then also I think just being 32 and feeling like okay my world's kind of pivoting a little bit I've been doing this for a long time so Mm -hmm. what do I want to do next and that can be overwhelming so I keep
0: that kind of anxiety offline (laughs) as much as possible um, Cause you, and, and getting feedback on that is not necessarily something that's going to help yeah, you yeah
2: I feel like a therapist is who should be giving you feedback on that yeah. kind of scenario other than like 16 year olds in <laughs> the Midwest who mean well they mean very yeah, well yeah and
0: that's yeah that's a frustrating thing I feel like I find solace I don't know why but in oversharing I'm just like an open I'm very yeah. extroverted well that's so. no
2: Hannah's the same way and it's It's been fascinating to watch how she, like, that's what she loves. Like, she gains energy and excitement by being able to, like, talk out everything that's going on in her brain. Yeah, well, because
0: that's how I figure out what I should do, by saying it out loud. And the time I talk the most is on a podcast. So I'm like, I'll just use this opportunity to help mind map what I should do. No, it's good. I mean, it's basically a free version of therapy. Yeah, Yeah. it does feel like that. But then, I don't know, I have yet to... the The only time that I've regretted it, but, I mean you can't really change at that point was when people were like hitting on Steven after she broke up. And I'm like, that's that's nice. me. I mean, it's have you ten had people out of hundreds of thousands? So it's like, you know, but
2: still, but that's so one, mean. one person going and
0: doing that. Oh, I just want to go up to him. And be like, why would you do that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did but, you,
2: um, have you had like exes say like, please don't talk about me or anything like that. Yeah. Come out yeah. of the woodwork and be like, you got to take this down or remove Not that. Take it.
0: Well, I, I've said stuff about people that, like friends or something, but not in a malicious way, and I didn't name them, but they mm-hmm. knew I was talking about them, that they didn't want that thing to be shared, and they felt like... I Can I not have a conversation with you that's truly private? And that, mm. I was like, oh my God, that's yeah. terrible. I don't want to do that. so
2: Yeah, I was going to say, do people that are in your friend groups now, do they have caution when they talk
0: to you about stuff? I think we just have open conversation about, don't share this, please. Yeah. And then I'm aware of, oh my God, they have this, this like anxiety that I'm going to talk about this thing. Yeah. And I, I don't want that. That's not... A friendship. Yeah, a it's just thing, like
2: so. reminding the respect that you have. Yeah. So them. if I ever mm-hmm. want
0: to talk about something that's not has nothing to do with me, I ask the person.
1: Oh, that makes sense. You know? Yeah. I right. always ask. Well, which is why it's like hurtful when people will be like, "And this stays between us." I'm like, "When have I ever said anything I've never yeah. said anything." Yeah. Without asking somebody, like I'm like, like I'm a great person to tell a secret to because like they're like, yeah. "Don't tell anyone." I'm like, I don't even have any friends. Like, what do you like? Tell I, try, I try to talk as little as possible. Yeah, so, yeah. and it's also like kind of like don't flatter yourself if I'm going to say anything. It's not going to be about you I'm like it's going to be about me probably I have other things going on <laughs> yeah I might I might tell my dog but he's he's a pretty safe uh, guy oh you have a dog too right I do have a dog oh uh, yeah I just want to talk about dogs all day oh say, I should have asked you your to dog- bring him in so I can pet him? well she can't that's the thing she is very very aggressive oh she is oh, oh. yeah so that's
2: why she like lives in my like house on a hill like locked away in a tower basically oh. she's she's super super aggressive towards people and animals <laughs> So she, like can't, okay. she can only be around a handful of people. Um, Does and that ever, I, yeah, help she, your sex life? Uh, she's actually very respectful on that for whatever reason. Oh, I feel like dogs pick up on pheromones, you. and mm-hmm. so she just leaves the room. Like it's, oh, that's cool. I've, I've wow. heard of people that have dogs that just sit and stare and watch Oh, my them. dog yeah. will paw
1: the door the entire time.
2: <laughs> no, she's what's like, I doing? see what's happening by, and she'll just go that's sit cool. on the couch like that's a grumpy respectful. teenager. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. But she... Uh, yeah, I got her off of Craigslist. Um <laughs> And wasn't and like was with my ex-boyfriend when we just moved out here for like a year. This is how I knew like the relationship wasn't going well is that I was very into getting a dog that I was oh. like, I need unconditional love from something. <laughs> and so uh, that's what I tell. And it has been a pattern for my friends in their relationships, too, that they get a dog when the relationship has gone wow. bad.
1: Yeah. Hindsight's interesting 20, 20. We've noticed oh, it see, happened to all of us. I got one and I thought I thought it was like a really nice experience to co-parent with my But you got it my for you, ex-boyfriend. Though, more. Yeah. But he encouraged me a lot to get it. He uh. was like, he pushed me. Like I feel like I got it faster because And also it's because It's a huge responsibility And it was really nice Having someone else to help me with that
2: Totally And that's what kind of Was the bummer that happened So I went uh, Was looking at a bunch of different dogs And the guy was saying at the time Wasn't against getting a dog But he was like Sure if you find You know one that you want Like that's fine um, but went down, saw this dog that was advertised as a Frenchton, a French bulldog, Boston terrier mm-hmm. mix. And like didn't really have photos, but I went down to, uh, like an hour outside the city to go see her just to see her, just to meet her. And this girl came out and she was like, sorry, I've been, My dad's in the hospital. I've been at the hospital all day. So she hasn't been walked. And like I go into this apartment complex and she's just like in this common room and she's just like shit all over herself. But (gasps) she's so she's like jumping and so excited and so happy. And they told me she was like 10 months old. And she was like, okay, so you're taking her today. And I was like, what? I just literally came to look at, I don't have Yeah, I don't have dog food at my house. Like I don't have anything. She's like, no, uh, I said serious inquiries only. My dad's in the hospital. I have to go back to the hospital right now. We can't, I need you to take her today. And I was just like, "Whoa." me being a total pushover, which is like, (laughs) okay, is there a pet co around here? And like drove (laughs) to a pet co, bought like a leash, a bed, like just general stuff. And then I had like texted my boyfriend at the time being like, so we have a dog now and like drove her back and she was great in the car and like loved the car. And I was like, OK, she's cool. And then <laughs> got her back and like quickly realized we tried to introduce her to like our neighbor's dog. And she like freaked out and oh. then tried to like she was just like
0: she triggered. was neglected.
2: Yeah, she had all these triggers that we couldn't figure out. And when I tried to like text the girl that I got her from or call her, she just stopped returning <gasps> on my phone calls. Stopped, Damn. Told me that she gets along with dogs that her sister had two dogs that she got along with. All this stuff that Uh, I was like, this is all a lie. I just got now this dog. And so we had her for um, a couple years. And then he and I actually broke up while she was in. We put her in this like three-month boarding training program Mm -hmm. that he had found, which was great and so helpful because we put her in a program before and it just did not work at Mm -hmm. all. And we actually broke up like in the middle of her being in that boarding scenario. And I Was
0: there any question who would keep the dog? I would assume
2: that he just was like, he was over the fact that she was difficult to be uh like i didn't get a cool dog for us and Mm -hmm. so he didn't want (laughs) the responsibility of it and i fully got that because i was like more proponent of like wanting a dog in the first place yeah um and so i kept the dog and then when i dated chester He, like, made a huge effort to get along with her. And then she ended up, like, finally, like, really letting him in. So he watches her a lot. We, like, co-parent now, basically. Which has been so helpful. Because I was going to
1: say, you're you're traveling so much. It is difficult. I travel so much. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Thankfully, the boarding training facility that she went to is still, like, she can go there when I leave. Which is great. But... She just loves Chester so much oh, that it's that's nice to so be like, oh, okay, you have another person that you're good around. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was, yeah, that is something that I kept offline a lot, like how difficult of a creature she is to own. That. And, like, my parents are in town. And people can be around her if they don't make eye contact with her and they uh. don't touch her. Which yeah, is like my parents' ant-
0: dog is like that. Whenever yeah. I come on, like, don't look at him, don't look at him. It's
2: very, she's really yeah. But she's so cute yeah. that you want to touch her, you want to pet her. But I'm, like, she's bit a couple people that I'm, like, yeah, they could probably sue me if they wanted to. Yeah. But they're nice friends that, like, understood that she got riled up. So it's, uh, yeah, she's a little bit of a difficult thing. But she's
1: very sweet. She loves me. So... That's, That's all that really matters. Yeah. I and like that my dog fun. doesn't like everyone. I think it's a hilarious quality. Yeah, it's she's
2: very yeah, it's she's, picky. But she gets really happy when humans are around. But it's oh, like if they go to look at pet her, her yeah. she just like senses like... Um, hesitation, and I think she sees it as like
0: now I need to protect. Scenario. Uh, fight or flight mode. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, it's crazy how much dogs can sense fear. Oh, it's nuts! I, you must give off a scent, a certain Something, smell in your like because the
2: slightest. Also, I used to live around the reservoir in Silver Lake, and I would walk her at night because there weren't as many people or dogs around. <laughs> and but then we got an infestation. Walks. right. You know, we got like an infestation of coyotes one year. Oh, oh my god, I'm terrified no. of that. There, they attacked her twice. When so I had her on a walk, it was so on a leash. They just wait, came did out, you of nowhere. have to fight a coyote, Basically, I had to. Well, what happened was, uh, so I was walking her at like nine o'clock at night, and all of a sudden, just out of no, and I had seen coyotes in the neighborhood a little bit, then found out like weeks later that they had created like a den, like behind oh. our like a couple houses down from me, like on the other side of the road. Nuts, because it was like pupping season, like their like breeding season, oh. and so they create dens to Fuck have City. babies. Yeah. yeah, and so they were all like coming out at night, because they're I guess they're not that's eternal. terrifying. Yeah, and so I'm walking her, and then all of a sudden, just out of a bush, one jumps at her, <gasps> and oh. she like like barks at it and tries to bite it and it like walks away but then it starts like slowly following us. Holy Holy shit. I was so scared and then I started screaming at it like get away, get away. Just like (laughs) screaming at the top of my lungs at nine o'clock at night and it's still walking towards us (sighs) and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have to fight a coyote and then this woman came out of her house and she was like, are you okay? And I was like, this coyote's following me. <laughs> I don't know what to do. And so then. Uh, it's almost scarier and, than a
0: human stalker. Yeah, and Goose
2: is going nuts on the leash, like trying to get at it. Her name's Goose? Yeah. Oh, Goose. that's cute. She's a cutie. Um, and so then this woman was like, you can't walk your dog at night. They followed my husband and our dog, who's like a giant dog. She's like, they stalked oh, him like a whole last night when they were on a walk. And then all of a sudden the coyote goes on top of a garage, and there's three other coyotes. Oh with my God. It, just backlit by the moon, and they're all howling. <laughs> oh my so the woman's like Christ. on the front yard, like yelling at the coyotes and I'm like there and I call Chester because I was like a block away from my house. I was like, you have to get the car and come pick Goose and I up because I don't trust to like walk around the block. There's three coyotes and the woman like went back inside her house and so Chester was like pulled around the corner and I just start running with Goose to the car, but I can hear them like howling behind me and I'm like, don't look back, don't look back and like got her in the car, mm-hmm. but it was so horrifying. Wow. Yeah. And, and do so- they just
0: come up and bite? I mean, they what are they? Yeah,
2: they're stalking. Like depending on like the size a, like of your lion. dog, yeah, that they're just stalking any predators. They're protecting their den, which is what
0: they.
1: I guess oh, they don't we eat. Got...
0: They wouldn't eat the dog. I don't know. Miley Cyrus's
1: dog got eaten, and once it happened to uh, Miley Cyrus, I was like, it can it happen can to anyone. To anyone, yeah. yes. And they then,
0: eat animals. They yeah, well, they would grab it.
2: Yeah, because there was a bunch of like skunks and raccoons Ew. in the neighborhood at some point too, and so I think they were like stalking out skunks. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think that's really what was happening because they. We found out like two weeks later that I guess the guy that lived on the other side of the block was like not mentally all there, and he was taking care of his mother. He was like an older man anyway. And the mom passed away, but then he passed away like Uh-oh. shortly after, and uh-huh. people didn't know. Uh-huh. And so the coyotes like took over his backyard, and that's Whoa. where they built their den. Holy, Holy crap! Yeah. What a story! God it so damn. Nuts. But so I'm like, well, that's adding another trigger for Goose now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is basically a dog is attacking her, so of course she's not gonna like other dogs. Yeah, at all. Oh, but okay. no, and then there was one on my front yard. Um, like a couple weeks later and was like up by my front door. Can you almost. just not walk by them? Are they going to ta- attack? Do they attack humans? I have humans? no idea. I don't. I bought coyote spray, bear spray.
1: You can get, spray? Spray. You can get on Amazon. Like? It's bad. basically
2: like bear spray or like some form of mace scenario. And yeah, I keep that like with me at all times. It's kind of the coyote reason. Coyote self-defense. Yeah, it's one of the reasons that I moved and I was like, I don't know how long these coyotes are going to be here. I don't feel safe like taking my dog out or yeah. like leaving my house for the day and her like being in the yard. And like, oh I don't. God. I don't even bring
1: Alfred to LA. That's how scared I am of coyotes. (laughs) I'm like, he's not even allowed in the city. Yeah. They're a
2: real thing. And it was funny. I told Hannah about that and she was like, what do they look like? I was like, they look like malnourished, like wolves. And she's like, Oh, then I definitely had one in my yard. I oh. thought it was like a loose dog, and I was oh. like looking at it, being like, "Hi, hi!"
0: <laughs> I would do that. I'm just I'm Like, it like, was some water.
2: I was like, "That was a coyote! Don't feed it!" She's like, "Oh, yeah, I was gonna like try and help it." I was like, oh don't, my
1: god! Don't do that. Yeah, yeah you know, I have a taxidermy coyote in my living room. That's Ooh, enough. It's pretty cool. So it's it's, cool. uh, people, a lot of times, dog walkers think it's a, a dog that's like ready to attack them oh, when they god. walk in, like it if it's is like a rover about to pounce. Yeah, it's like ready.
0: That's so
2: funny. Well. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. It's
0: really fun. I'm
2: glad I got to do it. You guys were so fun on my podcast. So yeah, we had a good time.
0: Uh, Is there anything you want to promote, plug? plug um, away
2: yeah I have a podcast called Not Too Deep um, Amory and I have a new show on YouTube called This Might Get Monday through Friday um, and just I'm um, at Grace Helbig on all
1: social media platforms and what's the name of your book because I know you mentioned that a couple times oh
2: um Grace and Style and Grace's Guide there's two one's a self-help book and one's like a style guide and both of them are stupid so highly <laughs> recommend
1: <laughs> perfect uh, thank you so much this has been guys we Fuck fucked the anti-slut-shaming podcast we'll talk to you next Friday You got that cigarette hanging out. Today's show comes from Ben and Jerry's known for creating euphoric ice cream with quirky and unique flavor combinations and delicious chunks and swirls throughout. And now with new Muforia flavors, digging into a bowl of your favorite treat is even sweeter because at 140 to 160 calories per serving, Muforia is the lightest way to enjoy all the euphoria of Ben and Jerry's available in three amazing flavors, including chocolate milk and cookies, caramel cookie fix and pb dough and remember ben and jerry's sources organic milk and cream which is pretty freaking cool try them all maybe all at once who cares have them in your freezer you're a bad bitch go to store.benjerry.com to have new Muforia light ice cream delivered to you
0: BetterHELP.com.